Welcome to the Missouri Historical Society's audio description of Vietnam at War and at Home. This is the first of three Access MHS audio description kiosks. This kiosk will describe the exhibit's themes, layout, and wayfinding, as well as seven artifacts from the introduction to the At War Gallery and four artifacts from the introduction to the At Home Gallery. The description is approximately 12 minutes long. If you would like to listen on your own device, you can find this description and more by searching for the Missouri Historical Society on SoundCloud and navigating to the Playlists tab. Exhibit Themes The Vietnam War simultaneously united and divided our nation, a fracture that can still be felt five decades later. It was a complex conflict with no clear beginning or definitive end fought in faraway lands and in protest and political arenas at home. While American forces amassed many victories, there were also countless tragedies, and the necessity of the sacrifice of millions of men and women is still questioned today. Vietnam at War and at Home examines the era between 1955 and 1975 through two distinct viewpoints, the war front and the home front. These separate but parallel storylines will allow you to experience the physical and emotional distance between Southeast Asia and St. Louis, examine the war's impacts, and evaluate the conflict's legacies. Your convictions may be challenged or your passions reinforced, but the diverse array of experiences within the galleries will illuminate this turbulent era in American history, offering lessons from the past and connections to today. This exhibit includes sound, images, and descriptions of activities of war that may be disturbing or traumatizing to some visitors. When those elements are described in this recording, you will be notified ahead of time. Exhibit Layout and Wayfinding This kiosk is located just to the right of the exhibit's entrance, which also serves as its exit. An accessibility map with braille and raised lines is also located here. This map identifies the floor plan and highlights the location of other audio description kiosks, tactile experiences, videos with open captioning, and additional accessible features. An emergency exit is located directly across from the exhibit's entrance, to the left of this kiosk on the other side of a freestanding wall that is in the center of the space. The small rectangular space you are in now is the introduction to the exhibit. It is flanked by two larger, roughly identical rectangular rooms with similar layouts. Each has a small theater in the center that seats about six people. Informational labels, images, and casework containing artifacts are displayed on the exterior walls of the theaters and around the perimeter walls. The gallery to the left of the entrance tells stories and displays artifacts from the war front in Southeast Asia and the gallery to the right of the entrance tells stories and displays artifacts from the home front, specifically here in St. Louis. Visitors are invited to choose their own starting point. In the At War Gallery, visitors are invited to move in a clockwise direction around the room to view the six different sections, as well as the theater in the center. Just inside the gallery entrance is Section 1, Imperialism and Communism Pre-1955, to the left is Section 2, Building the Forces, 1955-1973. Continuing in a clockwise direction is Section 3, The Battles and Action, 
1961-1968. The second audio description kiosk is located in Section 3 on the back wall of the room. Section 4 is PowerShift 1968-1972. Section 5 is Exodus and Homecoming 1973-1975. Section 6, Legacies 1975-present is the last section in the At War Gallery and ends at the gallery's entrance, which is also its exit. In the At Home Gallery, visitors are invited to move in a counterclockwise direction around the room to view the six different sections as well as the theater in the center. Just inside the gallery entrance is Section 1, Conservatism, Liberalism, and Communism, pre-1955. To the right is Section 2, Supplying the Forces, 1955-1973. to Continuing in a counterclockwise direction, Section 3 is the News and the Reaction, 1961-1968. to The third audio description kiosk is located in Section 3 on the back wall of the room. Section 4 is Shifting Power, 1968-1972. to Section 5 is Revelations and Coming Home, 1973 to 1975. Section 6, Legacies, 1975 to present, is the last section in the at-home gallery and ends at the gallery's entrance, which is also its exit. At War, Artifacts from Vietnam Before the War. As you enter the At War Gallery, to the left you encounter a large artifact case that discusses imperialism and communism in Southeast Asia. Vietnam was colonized by France in the 1800s, and by the early 1900s, about 40,000 French colonizers had subjugated more than 23 million Vietnamese people and extracted the country's resources, including rubber, minerals, and agricultural crops. The area under colonial rule was known as French Indochina until revolutionary leader Ho Chi Minh declared Vietnam's independence and the 1954 Geneva Accords established the Democratic Republic of Vietnam in the North and the State of Vietnam in the South. This case displays seven artifacts related to life in Vietnam before the war, all of which will be described here. Behind the artifacts is a photograph of a Vietnamese landscape that fills the entire back of the case. Cultivating Tools On the left side of this case is a selection of three Vietnamese cultivating tools. From top to bottom, these tools are a scythe, a hoe, and a fro. All three tools have worn wooden handles and flat, blunt iron blades. While the blades vary in length and type, each handle is about 10 inches long. The scythe has a wide, flat, slightly curved blade that comes to a point. The blade is about the same length as the wooden handle. The hoe has a blade that bends perpendicular to the handle. The fro, a tool used for splitting wood, has a blade that is pushed through the wooden handle rather than mounted on top like the other tools. These three tools represent some of the cultivation tools used in South Vietnam to plant, harvest, and work a variety of crops including rice and bamboo. Wooden Vase To the right of the cultivating tools is a black lacquered wooden vase that is 8 inches tall and 3 inches wide. Inlaid Mother of Pearl depicts scenes of a Vietnamese village, including tall palm trees, birds, huts with thatched roofs, and figures in conical hats harvesting rice paddies. Ceremonial Gong 
Mounted on the wall to the right of the vase is a circular hammered bronze gong, approximately the size of a large pizza. The face of the gong is slightly concave, with a small convex circle rising from the center. Attached to the top is a frayed and broken natural fiber rope that served as a loop to hang the gong. Bowl used for rubber tapping. To the right of the gong is a shallow ceramic bowl that is about the size of a soup bowl. Its off-white glaze is spattered with blotchy stains in varying shades of brown. These stains allude to the bowl's use, rubber tapping, which is the process by which latex sap is collected from rubber trees. Bowls such as this are attached to trees to collect the sap as it drips from incisions made in the tree bark. Vietnam has abundant forests of rubber trees, and for decades, French colonizers extracted the tree's sap to make a variety of products, including tires. Entrenching tool. To the right of the bowl is an entrenching tool dating from around 1950. This tool resembles a short shovel and is less than two feet long. It has a wooden handle and the metal spade is rounded at the end. This entrenching tool came to Vietnam after World War II with French soldiers who used such items to dig trenches. It passed from the hands of French forces to a Vietnamese soldier and then eventually to Bob Autry, a U.S. Army helicopter pilot who served in Vietnam in 1968 and 1969. At Home, Artifacts from America Before the Vietnam War To the right, as you enter the At Home Gallery, you encounter a large artifact case that discusses conservatism, liberalism, and communism in the United States and life here before the war. The U.S. emerged from World War II as a military and economic superpower, as well as a beacon of democracy. Many Americans moved away from pre-war ideals of progressivism toward liberalism or embraced a growing conservatism, leading to the widening of social, economic, racial, and political divisions. At the same time, political forces worked to unite Americans behind a common enemy, Communism and its expansion were widely feared as a threat to democracy at home and around the globe. In this case are four artifacts and images that represent this theme, all of which will be described here. Behind the artifacts is a black-and-white photograph of an American living room with a brick fireplace and patterned upholstered chairs that fills the entire back of the case. Eames Chair at the far left of the exhibit case is an Eames chair, a low wooden chair that dates from the late 1940s to mid-1950s. Two broad wooden shells form the chair's seat and back. These pieces are connected by a bent wood spine and supported by four thin legs that curve down from the seat. All parts of the chair are made from the same light brown plywood. The Eames chair exemplifies post-World War II modern furniture style. Its sleek lines and simple materials were a striking divergence from the ornate, heavily upholstered furniture of previous decades. The original design for this chair was developed by Charles Eames and Aero Cernan, architect of the Gateway Arch. Later, Charles and his wife Ray perfected the chair's construction using techniques that he had employed while working for the Navy, molding plywood splints to conform to the shape of the human leg. Eames furniture has become a staple in many modern homes and is still produced today. Serving Bowl On a platform above and to the right of the Eames chair is a shallow melamine plastic serving bowl, which
which is 10 inches wide and 2 inches deep. It has a light gray surface. A ridge in the center divides the bowl into two parts. Set of dominoes. To the right of the chair, below the serving bowl, is a set of black dominoes with white dots arranged on a platform surface as if in the middle of a game. Some of the dominoes are laid flat in the center, mostly end-to-end with the occasional right angle. Other dominoes are arranged in small groups, turned on their sides and facing away from the center, as if toward individual players. Philco Television At the far right of the case is a Philco Television, a heavy cathode ray tube television that is about three feet tall, two feet wide, and two feet deep. The television's exterior resembles a piece of furniture, such as a small dresser. The wooden exterior is deep brown with shades of gold on the buttons. The slightly convex glass screen is located on the upper third of the piece. Directly below the screen is a control panel with two large golden brown dials and two smaller gold buttons. In the center of the control panel is a rectangular tuning dial with a gold knob directly below it. The lower third of the television cabinet, where the speaker is located, is covered with a golden brown mesh screen. This concludes the first of three Access MHS audio description kiosks. Thank you for listening to the Missouri Historical Society's audio description of Vietnam at War and at Home. Find yourself here.